0: real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week individual results may vary
1: welcome to the inspired evolution i'm your humble host Amra sandu and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired keep evolving welcome to the inspired evolution and it is a treat not just for your body not just for your mind not just for your heart but also for your spirit today we have with us kate ekman kate how are you
2: well, I'm fantastic after that. I feel like I've met someone who matches my my wild, energetic, enthusiastic <laughs> self. So thank you for being you and welcome to the party, everyone. Yes!
1: <laughs> it is such a treat to have you here. For those shooting into Kate, oh my God, her list of accomplishments, like... We would take an hour to go through the, like, there would be no podcast, but fundamentally at the heart of it, she's a success coach. She empowers high achieving individuals to actually really, really realize their potential. So let's dive deep into that conversation. Kate, you recently wrote a book called the full uh the full spirit workout now i want to understand like when you're coaching high achieving individuals we talked about some of these people they're extremely well off they're extremely successful by the mainstream sense of like uh what do we call it i don't want to call it trinkets but it's the word that comes to mind they've got all the the house the cars and all these sort of things what role does spirituality have in them actualizing their full potential that is such like another dimension altogether isn't it like what does that have to do for these people like why that when you're actually helping people kick ass in the 3d
2: yeah i think spirituality is really all of our secret weapon, superpower and even for those who aren't aware or those who haven't really tapped into it or i have clients that say you know I'm not into this, but I'm willing to be when they even choose their coach, for instance, when they choose me from other coaches on a website, for instance, for one, one of the companies that I work for. So I, I think what I'm, I'm seeing with people is that um, what they like about spirituality and how it helps them in the business world. And as I like to say that our spirit is that part of us that can't be rejected or overlooked or mm. ridiculed or criticized. It is that purity and that strength about us. And so I think for me, um, I don't always use the language at first. let the client kind of, um, when they start using that language or I get really excited if people say God or universe, knowing that they do believe in a higher power, but I think there's a way to open people's hearts and get them in touch with their spirit without using that language, Mm. um, which you have to be careful about in the corporate world. But so for me, we're talking spirituality and doing spiritual work when we're asking the big questions and reflecting, instead of just going mindlessly through the motions and the hustle and the grind, when, when clients are pulling back, when we're pulling back and and pausing and being still for a moment and really listening to that inner voice, not the ego that tells us we're not good enough and we're not Mm. bad enough or this enough, but, but the truth we're doing this spiritual work and we don't need to label it or call it out while we're doing it, but we're doing it. And it, and I see the transformation and the shifts and then people are kind of like, hmm, that was that, that felt good. More of that, please. Yeah, I hope I that love- answered your question. Sorry. It I did- just, I, w- I went into spirit as I was, <laughs> was <just> like, Yeah, <laughs> I
1: love that. I love that. No, that was perfect. And so in there, one of the key questions I've got is how, like, how do you bridge that gap? Because for some people, it's a very present conversation. It's like, spirit is spirituality or like their faith or their connection to God or the universe as you described it is so present for them but for some people it's just like it's it's not even a thing it's like oh it's like a like you know it's woo-woo or it's out there or it's like like taboo almost to even go there um yeah how how do you bridge that gap for some people or is it a matter of when the student is ready the teacher appears and you don't need to bridge that gap what's yeah what's your thoughts on some of that stuff
2: I think both are true. I think when we're talking about meaning and fulfillment and purpose, that's spirituality, right? Because that's bigger than us. Hopefully your purpose is serving a cause or organization greater Mm -hmm. than yourself, um, because that will keep you going, having that strong why when it's just about, as I like to say, If eating healthy and exercise is about looking hot in a bikini, screw it. I'm having pizza every night. I'm not going to work out. But for me, it is, it's, it's so much deeper. It's about wanting to be around for a long time because Mm. I'm here. I feel my big purpose and I've taken on a lot from, from God and the angels. And I need a healthy vessel to deliver Mm. my messages and, and to treat people with kindness and have energy to do all the tasks that I have to do. So I, I think it's for, I'm thinking of this man, Tony, keeps coming to mind. A a man who very highly successful has accumulated a great deal of wealth, had a heart attack in his forties, almost Mm. died. And and so then he's looking for more meaning and fulfillment. And this is the man who has a hard time taking five minutes a day to meditate, to do my practice called sit and stare, where you you stare out the window or stare straight ahead and, and check in with yourself and reflect because there's this new thing where people are like, I need all this experience. And I say, you know, the real learning, the real growth happens when we reflect upon Mm. our experiences and that's spirituality to me. So I'm not one who likes to label so many things, but I think what's coming, coming through to me in this conversation already is that it doesn't matter what you call it. Um, Mm. I think we're being spiritual when we're being kind. I think we're exercising Mm. that muscle when we're setting healthy boundaries and when we're taking care of ourselves and we're doing things for others. So I appreciate you asking this because um, I think we can tap into this muscle a, a bit more.
1: Mm, and in many different ways is also what I'm hearing. And I love that. Tell us about the sit and stare. Cause this is like, when you, when you, when you describe this, sorry, I should just let you talk. <laughs> when you describe no, this, this for me, it was like this really, po- like when I was like, oh, sit and stare. It was like, almost like that moment. And maybe this is me being too like Zen Buddhist about it or whatever, but it was like, you know, when you like, you put the tea bag in the cup, you put the hot water in, and like all this stuff's happening, all the infusions happening. And I feel like that's my day sometimes. And then there's that moment where you pull the tea bag out and you just sort of look at the tea and you know it's hot and it's steaming, but you've got that moment where you're just like appreciating everything that's kind of happening and you're assessing, is it hot enough? And it just gives you that moment to calibrate is that what the sit and stare is what is it in your world like tell us about sit and stare because i i know it sounds super simple and i get excited by that because it's like when people overcomplicate things i'm like what are you trying to sell me <laughs> it's like, yes. it's like, when it's simple i'm like oh there's some wisdom here so please sure or that what are the sit you unclear on
2: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um- I love your description. I just feel like when I'm talking to you, and I don't know if people can see me or not, if they're listening or there's or they're watching, but I, I feel like I have my eyes closed and I just you are taking me to my um, transcendental place where I'm just I'm really going within. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Sit and stare came about for me, you know, a week into lockdown, March 2020, mm-hmm. where and again, I love that I'm in New York City, you're in in Melbourne, Australia, and we had a similar experience. Everyone in the world has this in common where Mm. I was like, what in the hell? is going on? And now what, almost two years later, I'm still asking that, <laughs> that question. <laughs> but I, I noticed I was doing something in the beginning of the pandemic. And I was I was staring out the window a lot or just staring straight ahead. And what I was doing was processing because as you know, there was a lot to process. Mm-hmm. And so I started getting really intentional and deliberate and conscious about this practice. And, and I named it, my sit and stare time and it turned Mm -hmm. into, you know, five minutes here and there. And now, I mean, today I think on a total, I've done a good two hours of sit and stare time and people might think, well, that's a waste or that's a lot, but clearly that says to me, there's a lot to process today. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a little tired. I'm trying. And also when I do my sit and stare time, I get more creative. I, I think to myself, Ooh, you should reach out to so-and-so about a collaboration. Ooh, send a note about this. I get an idea for my next book. All these things come to me. And so what the practice is and what I invite everyone to do starting today is you sit and stare like it says. And and I want you to check in with yourself as if you're a small child and ask silently or out loud. Because again, we are doing this by ourselves in a room, distraction-free. We're turning Mm. all the devices off. No peeking at Instagram, no checking the score of the game, no, you know, seeing what the cat or dog are doing, no or what your husband, nothing and, mm. and, 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 and asking yourself, how are you doing? Mm. What do you need right now? How can I support you? Who else could support you? What's working? What isn't. And then I want you to become practiced at listening to those answers. Again, not the ego. That's like, why are you doing this? This is a waste of time. You don't have time to do this. You did have this to do. You have that to do and start beating yourself up. But listen to that inner
0: wisdom that says. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
2: can you please stop packing your schedule solid? I'm Mm. not well, I need a day off. And it almost, I'm getting emotional as I say it, because it is like a small child, our our inner child. It's like, I'm tired. Mm. Can you please stop? Mm. And I think today too, even the time I'm like, why are you scrolling on Instagram? And like taking that time to sit and stare, or just even close my eyes for 10 minutes in between appointments or calls. And I just think that we don't treat ourselves as well as we should most of the time. I think we're all guilty of that. And we do it Mm -hmm. in the name of, but I have all these goals and I have things to do and there's the bills need to be paid and the kids need this. Mm. So I just, I invite everyone, if nothing else, if you get nothing else from this conversation, please, please, please. I'm almost begging you. I think it's my spirit Mm. and my inner child. It's it's that, you know, like mommy, can we go outside and play? That's the other thing we don't play. We don't have fun Mm. as much. So Here's your
1: invitation. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. The depth of that is profound. It's, yeah, it's there's so much in there. It's even just like the mind thinking about it, thinking about it as a processor. Like it's always like tick 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 tick, and giving it that opportunity uh, to sort of just defrag for a sec. Just go, yep. I'm going to settle. And, you know, like we talk about, and those examples that you gave of, you know, being able to, Oh, I get the inspired thought to connect for that person or, you know, reach out to a friend from the past or connect with this, you know, and put join some dots together. You know, like I find that we're really bored in today's information, rich society. Um, but boredom is so fundamental for creativity and, you know, without boredom, there's no creativity. So it's, it's really profound watching how that, how that comes together. And, you know, I'm, I want to go out on a bit of a limb here, Kate. Like I, I know having interviewed so many people that generally I find people come home to these profound bits of wisdom, having gone through, like it's not happenstance that they just stumbled across like, Oh yeah, the full spirit workout. I'm like, Oh, that's great. But like usually it's informed by something really hard happened in their journey. And they came together with something like, okay, this is what got me through. Um, was there a challenge that brought you to the full full spirit workout? And can you tell us a little bit about that challenge?
2: Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. For me, it was two massive wake up calls of losing not one, but two dear friends to suicide Mm. in one year. One was a beloved ex-boyfriend. Another was a best friend. And it it just, it totally changed. Thank you for that. The trajectory of my life. And I know a lot of people have been deeply impacted by suicide, by mental illness, um, what I have learned this past year, along with my sit and stare practice, is that yeah. we all struggle with mental health. All of yeah. us, in some way. It's and just a
1: spectrum, right? That. Like that is such an important. Sorry to butt in. <laughs> no, 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 conversation. no, 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 no. not am here for it. Please continue. It's no, just, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm here
2: for that. I, I lo- Thank you for your energy in that, because I, I'm just this era of pretending to have it all together to look cool or to impress someone. It, it's over. It, it mm. is over. And that's what the full spirit is. It's the courage to be our whole person, not just the polished put together person that we present to the world, but that Mm -hmm. messy person behind the scenes who's just trying to keep it all together. That person Mm -hmm. is lovable too. That person's good enough too. And so I think for me being so impacted by tragedy, and, and, and coming from an athletic background, I was a competitive swimmer for 17 years. And, and knowing how hard I had to train my physical muscles to mm-hmm. compete at a high level in this moment of crisis, I thought there must be a way to train my attitudinal muscles so I can get mm-hmm. really fit and strong and resilient on the inside. And, and because quite frankly, even back then, um, this was 2015 now, so not too long ago, but the world was... A happier place, even then. I mean, there really is just so much um, uncertainty and chaos Mm. and sickness in the world. So it's really up to us to develop this inner musculature so that we do have the confidence to weather any storm and, and that we are able to leverage our gifts and strengths and not succumb to all of the fear and stress and anxiety and all of this emotional gravity that weighs us down.
1: I love that. And one of the things you talk about is spiritual immunity. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Like, what is spiritual immunity?
2: Yeah, so I we all have to take our our vitamins and and our spiritual vitamins are things like gratitude visits, which is one of my favorite exercise that I talk about in the book. It's developed by Martin Seligman, who's the founder of positive psychology. And Mm -hmm. he talks about this in in a TED talk. And he says, and I would love everyone to do this, you included, I'd Mm -hmm. love to hear your name um, Mm -hmm. when I ask, but you think of someone who has dramatically changed your life for the better, whom Mm -hmm. you've never properly thanked. And I want you to write that person a 300-word testimonial, uh, an appreciation, and then you're going to call them up, say you want to come over. Don't tell them why. You may have to do it on video call. That's fine. And then I want you to read this person the letter. And, and what happens is you're going to cry. They're going to cry. You're going to have this unshakable bond for life. And your well-being is boosted. Their well-being is boosted. The well-being is boosted more than any. Ferrari, new outfit, designer bag, vacation, more than any shiny object. This is proven research in my life has certainly indicated it. Mm. And, and even before that, just taking these times every day, everyone talks about gratitude. Yes, but it's not, it's gratitude for the house and the clothes and these conversations hundred percent, but expressing that to people. So you Mm. go get your coffee in the morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks. You always make my day when I come in and see you every morning. Thank mm-hmm. you to whomever on the street. Someone holds a door. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate you. It takes two seconds, it's mm-hmm. free, and it really does boost our immunity and our well being. Uh, something else simple, but I'm just going to remind everyone sleep. Mm. exercise, time affluence, having and making the time to do what you actually want to do. Social connection, even over Zoom, across the world from one another. I am so lit up right now because Mm. I'm connecting with someone Mm. socially. Acts of kindness and service. Things that most of us know, we kind of brush it off again in the name of, I got to make a buck. I got to do this. I got to do that. I love making bucks. I like money as much as the next person, but I'm just asking people, when you're feeling low, when you're feeling that lack of fulfillment, when your construction job is no longer doing it for you, Mm. tune into these practices as a way to boost that immunity. And I promise you they will work.
1: Mm, I love that. Can we talk a little bit, go dive deeper? There's so much to drill down into there, but one of the key things I wanted to dive deeper is that connection piece. You know, it's like, we were talking about this before the, the, the show a little bit. It's like, we've got people that we're supporting and they've got everything, but they're like, you know, you said like just taking some time out like i just want to have lunch with my high school friend like you know i've got everything but it's just like i just can't find the time to have lunch with my high school like how important is connection and why is it so hard to facilitate in today's society do you think
2: i think because we say we don't have time Um, But then if you, which I've done, I've set the timers on my phone. Oh, I don't have Mm. time to do X. I'm like, well, you were just on Instagram for two hours and it's just, it's, it's (laughs) mind blowing,
1: (laughs) right? Um, I think,
2: (laughs) I think there is this fear of, I haven't talked to someone in a while. It's going to be awkward to reach out Mm. or something I've done is I'm going through a hard time. I don't want to feel like a burden to anyone. And, um, you know, and some people sadly make us do make us feel like a burden. I've been in that. I'm like the life of the party girl. So when I Mm. was going through a hard time, people were like, well, you're just, you're, you play the role of making me happy and bringing me up. So Mm. also kind of letting some people in relationships like that fall away where you're allowed to be your whole full self. That's the coach Mm. training I have too. It's, it's the whole person coaching techniques. We we coach Mm. all of you and all of you is important, but Connection is so important because again, it boosts our well-being. Just instead of getting the dopamine from buying the thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we've all experienced this, right? I love to buy things. And, and mm. certainly it's been <laughs> I bought a lot of things during the pandemic. Mm. Um, and I had to I had to check myself, like what's you, what do you really need here? Because you get the thing and you get the next thing and you get the next thing and you're super happy for, for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 for a moment.
1: Yeah. It's like and literally
2: 15 minutes and then that like goes away. And so- The
1: void comes the, back. Yeah. The void
2: comes back. I need the next thing, especially with our, our media. It just It's mm. constantly bombarding us with images and messages that we aren't enough. And you need to keep getting more and more stuff. And then we see that it doesn't actually move the needle in our well being. Mm. But then you think of, even right now, You are, I've known you for not even an hour. And, Mm. and I think that I feel more connected to you than some people I have known my Mm. whole life and I am so lit up and it's so important because, and you can feel it, you can feel it even in your body, you feel seen and you Mm. feel heard and you feel acknowledged. And I I think that's an epidemic in our culture now that saddens me deeply is even people who love us or claim to love us aren't able or willing to truly see us. They see, I think people sometimes experience this from family members where Mm -hmm. they've only gone a certain way. You've evolved past, you know, a a life that they've envisioned for themselves or even you, and they don't see you. It's kind of like, Oh, good for you. Or what do you, I don't really get him, but it's painful. Right. Mm. And so rather than being upset by that for a long period of time, I mean, it's certainly acknowledge it, but then I, I, release it and then say, gosh, I never want anyone to feel that way in my presence, whether it's Mm -hmm. someone I've known 30 minutes or my whole life or the man at the Mm -hmm. coffee shop. I really make it a point to truly see and hear people.
1: Mm, I love that. Is there a connection between seeing people and being able to see your inner child?
2: I think so. Absolutely. Because I think it's easier to see people when we've taken the time to see ourselves, me isn't seeing my own pain and my own struggles and limitations. I think, wow, this person who looks to have it all together too, I'm sure mm. he has bad days. I'm sure mm. he um, ex- is experiencing some you know, lack of meaning or fulfillment in some area of his life, or maybe he's smiling and pretending to keep it all together, um, because he has to present that way as the man Mm. of the household or whatever it is, there's so much stress and pressure and expectation that we all carry around. Mm -hmm. So I think when we do take the time to see ourselves and nurture that, that inner child and sit and stare is a great time to do that. Mm -hmm. You're able, you have something to give others, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've filled yourself up and then you're able to offer that to others. And then it has this ripple effect where then the coffee guy goes home and is nicer to his family or nicer to the person on the subway or or nicer to the next customer. And then they're like, oh gosh, the coffee guy was so nice, blah, blah, blah. And you see it and you see it and you see it because we've seen it work the opposite way as well.
1: Mm. And relationships are such a good mirror. Hey, like I often find when I'm like interacting with people, because I'm by no means a saint, like I have interactions where like, I get like, triggered and i'm like a bit like edgy and i'm like oh one of the things that's happening in melbourne right now and i'm not sure what it's like in new york is people will drop in and they're like you can't come in without your vaccination certificate and you know some part of me is like there's so many nicer ways to ask that you know <laughs> like just going uh-huh. hey like do you have it? and i and i get triggered and it's like <laughs> you know and i've got yeah like, you know it's fine like go ahead ask like it's your thing and, and, I, and I know it sucks i even aware like it sucks to be you To have to do that, like patrolling people, like I'm sure, Um, you know, I'm not sure if you're an extrovert or an introvert, if you have the confidence to do this role, but there's some part of me still goes, get like, I go into that gruff state. It's like, oh, gruff, like, (laughs) you know, and it's like, oh man. And then eventually like allowing myself to sort of soften and just go, actually, there's a human being in there. I'm not even sure he enjoys doing what he's doing and he's doing it like maybe I don't need to make his day worse, you know, by going into my gruffness. And I've found like relationships to be this really interesting mirror. It's like, you know, and that's just like a quick, it's not like a relationship sounds like, oh, you've known this person forever. But it was like, you know, it's just another person that I'm sort of doing this dance of life with in a particular moment um, for me to go, actually, there's an opportunity for me to soften and just see that this person is just doing what, you know, he's here to do today. And he's just doing his role and I don't need to make his life like you described any harder or any worse and just sort of open and soften. And our relationships can reflect so much of our openness versus our closedness again and again, I find. Do you, would you agree?
2: Yeah. And as you were talking, a few things came to me. May I share?
1: Yeah, please.
2: Yeah. So one was because I do, there, I've studied research about the curious. Brain versus anxious brain, and we spend a lot of time in our anxious brain. And our anxious brain is going off there, like "What the hell?" And or, I'm like, "I'm stressed out," or "I'm over the pandemic."
1: Hmm. And the
2: curious brain, you know, can get into, um, and it's this is challenging, right? It's all not our default setting. Can get into why am I so triggered by that right now? I know he's just doing his job, or yeah, that would get annoying, or like I certainly was, you know, had been grumpy on the job or tired, whatever. But when you're talking, I'm like, yeah, you're you're getting irritated or gruff. Because your your values are being triggered. You're someone mm. who values kindness and integrity, and when you're in someone's shop, it's kind of like you work for me. I don't work for you right now, you know. Like, <laughs> like, mm. and and then also, I, I think that because I've done the same thing. Or for me, I get triggered by you go to a restaurant, especially a really nice, overpriced restaurant, which New York is full of them, and the the hostess is rude, and it's just like I'm about to have my thirty dollar glass of wine. Like, you need to be. <laughs> polite <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even if the glass of wine was five dollars it's just like you're at work it Remindous. is your job is literally to be friendly and greet people not be a jerk and so but mm. for me I just I'm like well you're triggered your spirit of excellence and kindness mm. is is being triggered but you know in the work I do with confidence one of my my steps to the feeling more confident is mm to let people off the hook and that spiritual fitness too, is mm. to let people off the hook. Cause then we need to let ourselves off the hook. And I'd like you to let me off the hook if I'm having a, a grumpy moment. Mm. And also in that situation, this is especially important in restaurants, retail, is accept that people can't give you what they don't have. So for mm. me, I'm like, this hostess has clearly not been properly trained. Mm. It could be for her fault, not. But, um, if the manager, which in that case, the manager did approach me and apologize. And I said, Hey, I don't know what the training's like here, but just thought you'd like to know I'm okay. Thank you for apologizing. But the next person might not be as, as kind or friendly Willing back. To So just let
1: people off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just,
2: uh, yeah. But I, 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 think too, um, not everybody has what we have to give. And so, um, but then also choosing, maybe I'm not going to go to that store again, or maybe mm. I'm going to online shop or maybe, um, I'm going to choose a different friend to have lunch with or whatever. Does that make sense?
1: Totally. Totally. You talked about the, the the confidence. There are five piece to confidence that you like sort of pillars for yourself. Can you share what they are? And maybe we can drill down into some of them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the first one is presence, And so Mm. obviously being fully present, not worrying about the past, not future tripping, but being Mm. all there And, Mm. and with presence, it's also, um, Bringing your presence. So showing up like you mean it so many people say to me like I haven't achieved this goal or this isn't happening or I haven't tracked this. And I, I think I don't even believe that you want it like you don't, you're not, you're not showing up fully for it. So I think just bringing in you did presence to a T the first second of the of this show where it's just like showing up like you mean it got something to say and fully present you brought me fully present
1: like, let's go um, yeah.
2: you don't have to be loud you can be silent when you are showing up fully but you get the idea uh, the next key totally. is patience one of my favorite stories to illustrate patience mm-hmm. is 20 years ago at the 2001 grammys country singer shelby lynn won best new artist And when she accepted her award, it's the only acceptance speech I've ever remembered in 20 some years of watching these shows. She said, best new artist. It's only taken me 13 years and seven albums to get here. And I thought, how is she even eligible for best new New artist? Artist. (laughs) Album seven? But it just said so much to me because I didn't know who she was and I I wasn't Mm. listening to country music at all at the time. And so I thought, oh, she just started playing guitar last year. Now she's winning Grammys, but no. And she she was a little snarky about it. And I appreciated that because people think, or they say like, oh, you're doing all these speaking events. You have all these clients, you have this own show, but they're not (laughs) seeing like five years ago when you're in a whole other different space. So I think trusting the process Having that patience, as I like to say, hold on loosely. When we grip so tight to our goals, we actually repel them. So yeah. put in the work, and then you know, go have some fun with that inner child. Take a rest and just surrender the a bit.
1: Can right? I just jump in there for a sec? Absolutely. One of the things that I I love this because one of the metaphors that I like I got given is like the you, they're talking to the musician. They're like, "Oh my god, you're like." you're, 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 you're like gifted. You're a genius. You're a musical genius. And he was like, no, I practiced. And they're like, no, 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 you're amazing. Like you're a genius. Like you're so gifted. You're gifted. And he's like, no, but I practiced. And it's like, everyone's like, no, you're gifted. And he's like, man, like, do you know how many hours I practiced? (laughs) Oh my gosh. We shower with that accolade of like, you're really good. And you're like gifted at this. And it's like, and like i appreciate that you're loving it but at the same time like i you talked about like the snarky like you know like being a little bit patient like that patience piece is It's like yes like but i diligently worked on this It's like let's not discount wow all that energy and effort that goes into it so i really respect and love that one um and it's yeah it, patience is like a full medicine for our time like i feel oh. with access to information at our fingertips you know it's like da da like often trip out about like there was a time in my forefathers where if someone wanted to know that why the grass was green, they would just have to wait for someone wiser than them to sort of come through the town. Yeah, like literally hold a thought and 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 never and just be okay with it having not having it answered and potentially going God made it this way, you know, until someone comes along and goes, Well, have you heard of chlorophyll? And it's like, What is this chlorophyll thing? And then someone could potentially explain it to them because they were a traveler and coming through their town if they got the opportunity to have that. And for us, it's like, Why is the sky blue? Oh, it's reflection oh it might not even be blue oh it might just be the end of where human re- it's like oh my god and but like you just get it instantaneously. like there's no yeah. need for patience so yeah i love the patience face thank you so much for sharing that sorry but i
2: think and no i no i love this it's a conversation i love it and I, you, you brought up it's usually the, i say it fifth but i'll say it next um uh, practice that's the p and I appreciate you saying that because even as a coach, I'm sure you, you hear too, or people are like, oh, I'm good. Or I don't need coaching. And I always think of Tom Brady, the American football player. I don't know if everyone knows, but you know, he and I were both big 10 athletes here in the States at the same time. And he's still winning super bowls and Uh my knees hurt when I go to Pilates. So I bow down to you, Tom Brady, but that's a testament to this man practices harder than anyone, not because he's the worst, but because he's the best. He's got more coaches than anyone because he's the best. His talent merits investment. So putting in the reps, as I like to say too, it's not enough to just show up at the gym in your cute outfit. You got to do the pushups and sit-ups and your personal trainer sadly can't do them for you. That would be <laughs> nice. But, but, but then the results would be there as not hours, so that we get the fitness, we get to feel better and, and our bodies and, and, and live long lives. So put in your practice. I'm going back now. Um, another P is purpose. This Mm -hmm. is your why. So when people say, I want to write a book, I say, great. Why? And if your why is because they'll get more likes on Instagram, you're not, I I would bet almost everything. You're never going to write that book. If you do, it's Mm going to be shit. And, um, probably not do well because your why is very weak. And, and writing a book is, so much work um, Mm -hmm. in isolation for the most part. And you've got to have a really strong why. For me, it was dedicated to Sam and Roth, my loves who are no longer with us and and to anyone who struggles with mental health. Mm -hmm. And that truly kept me going when it was so hard Books are not big money makers, unless you're a massive celebrity. Um, Mm -hmm, It it mm -hmm. is, it is so much work. It's like being a parent to the extent of you're like, I'm doing all this work. (laughs) Like no one's appreciating it. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You're you're like Mm -hmm. by yourself. No one sees that like middle of the night meltdown and all the, in the no sleep. So having a really strong, why having that cause, greater than ourselves will keep us going i'm
1: obsessed with that like my whole thing with purpose coaching is those tuning into the inspired evolution know and what you're sharing is literally you've just put it in a capsule in such a profound way like it really is that isn't it like it gives you the resilience to keep going it gives you the motivation the inspiration to keep going and it is that right like when the lights are off and you know no one can see you it's like there's it like it gets gritty it gets hard and it calls upon like this deeper part of yourself to like, why are you really doing this? And if this why isn't strong enough, it's just so easy to flake. It's just so easy to come apart. It's so easy that you lose your tether. And it's really interesting because sometimes it makes no sense, but I find people will be like so consumed with what they're working on. And it may not fulfill their deepest why and they're super busy and they're burning out almost and with purpose coaching it's like yeah but what are your passions and you give them the task of like hey just explore this this thing that you love that you've always neglected. And taking on something extra when you were already time poor and burning out, but this thing actually fuels you makes you feel okay about all of this all of a sudden and like when you look at the equation of like oh i'm time poor but like i'm spending my time doing more things rather than less but this is energizing me because it's connected to my why and i feel fueled by my why it's like it makes no sense logically it literally makes no sense but i hear what you're saying in terms of you know it gives you that confidence it gives you it energizes you like having that purpose piece i totally resonate with that thank you so much for sharing that
2: yeah absolutely and I'm sure as you know too you just you feel less alone and you feel like Mm. you have have a a partner whether it is God whether it is the angels and I I love that I've got my my angel wings wings behind me and I I got even a sort of feel like a little emotional when you were talking because you know I I laughed there were so so many moments where I'm like I'm never writing a book again. Like this is (laughs) never again. I won't get into the gory details. That's a whole other conversation and it's funny because i keep getting the nudges and then people even just say to me i mean literally like it's i think it's how people that have kids it's like you have your first kid is this big ordeal and then it's like when are you having the next kid how many kids are you having and it's like especially the the woman is like whoa like (laughs) slow your roll like wait a minute i just spent a lot here you know um way easier
1: said than done (laughs) yeah correct um
2: But I I do keep getting again, the intuitive hits and the nudges like time to write the next one. And so if it were just about me, hell no. But because it's a greater purpose. And I I have taken on I've I've heard the call and I'm answering. It's like, yeah, I will do that. And I'm going to put in the work, not because I'm going to make all this money or do all this. It's just it's my calling. I'm, I'm showing up. And I, as I say, I'm doing God's work when I'm doing Mm -hmm. keynote speeches, which as you know, so much work, and I'm standing up there (laughs) saying all these dark, painful secrets from my life, stuff that even friends don't even know. And it's just like, why would you put yourself through this? But Mm -hmm. when I'm up on stage and doing this, I feel like I'm doing God's work and, and Mm -hmm. answering the call and and doing something bigger than myself. um, So that really people can look at themselves and and mm. people can start living deeper richer more meaningful lives and not be just so like caught up in here but um being more intentional so without going on and on that's our purpose, purpose the the, is the,
1: the, yeah, the
2: you. final is um is preparation and and really it is Ooh. like the musician again too or i think of amanda gorman that the the young poet who was at our inauguration here in the states and You know, she stole the show from the president, from the vice president, from J-Lo, from Lady Gaga. And it's because she embodied every word she said. You could say she had prepared her whole life for this moment. And she was a complete unknown to just about Mm -hmm. everybody except for Dr. Biden, who I think invited her. But I'd like to think of that because it is like Prince playing the electric guitar. It's like you said, it's just so much preparation so that when you get to the Grammys, when you get to the freaking inauguration, there was like no nerves. She just showed up and let it rip. Not because mm-hmm. she's done it at places like that for so long, but she, it was just, she embodied the words so much. Mm-hmm. And I think the more, I think it's so important that we actually believe the things that we are saying. And I, again, mm-hmm. we talked about Instagram. It's just, I feel like the same 10 quotes and I want to <sighs> shake you and be like, why don't you quote yourself? Or what do you think on something? I'd like to hear your original words, not mm-hmm. Rumi. Really. And mm-hmm. not Brene Brown, and not like what do you think? Mm-hmm. And, and I and I think we know what we think when we when we spend that time. But um, also, people I hear people regurgitating these quotes, but then they're living their life the complete polar opposite. So it's just like mm-hmm. I don't be, I don't believe you mm-hmm. <laughs> when you say that. And and I think mm-hmm. that's why the rub with with politicians is people are like they say what they say, and then people are like I don't believe you. You literally. Mm-hmm did X, Y, and Z. And so I'm not going to go into the whole political firestorm, but, um, that's the importance of being, of being prepared.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. So we've got presence, patience, purpose, preparation, and practice five P's and And two
2: bonus P's if I may. Yeah. (laughs) Um, one is pause. And we've talked a little bit about the pause, but pausing, Hmm. taking that beat before you respond to the upsetting email or text Hmm. message before you tell the jerk that they're really being a jerk, take yeah. a pause because that might damage your right. relationship forever. It's a, it's a good know, bonus. From, I like this
1: bonus. <laughs> this is a good experience. bonus.
2: <laughs> yeah. and, and the other bonus, my speaking coach Eduardo says this to me all the time because I, I struggled with perfectionism and, and oh. obsessed with performance, which I think is uh, something a lot, a lot of people can relate to. And he would always just say to me, just be a freaking person. So the second bonus mm. P is, is person. As in, just be a freaking person. Don't be obsessed. I have to do this. I have to do that. It's just be a freaking person. And like, you can tell too when someone's just like even today because I'm like I'm tired and I, I feel myself like going off on tangents because I get so passionate about this. But I'm like, mm. you're just being a freaking person. A person. And, you're, <laughs> and you're present. And you're and you've got your purpose. And please be patient with yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> take a pause
2: and just yeah. breathe <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i love it trust in your preparation you've done this a few times before keep going it's, i love it i love it that is gorgeous thank you so much for the bonuses that is yeah and there is so much space even just as you said that just how like loose i yeah. I started to feel just be a person you know it's like oh yeah you know i've uh found in my coaching like yeah it's, it's more common than you would imagine this perfectionism thing um you know, and when people now say to me, it's like, oh, you know, I'm just perfecting or I'm waiting for it to be perfect. And I know that that's in like, you know, I'm, it's never going to be perfect. But, and now people say perfectionism and people in the podcast will have heard this a few times now, if you've been following along, it's like all I hear is like, Bourgeois resistance. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, I just went perfectionism and I'm like, oh, bourgeois resistance. <laughs> it's like, it's still just resistance, bro. Like, just be a person, like you described, meet yourself where you're at, and you know, let's tie up our shoelaces and let's get going. <laughs> you know, just see where the trail takes that. you. You know, it's, I love um, that. Yeah, it's, it gets me every time. Oh, I think man. True
2: with, with being yeah. a person, because when I, I felt from you and you felt lighter, because you're like, Oh, I can do that. If I said to you, I need, I'm going to give you a phrase and I need you to refute it, recite it and a British accent perfectly and don't sound Australian at all. And can you do it while doing jumping jacks and jumping up and down and <laughs> juggling your books behind you? You're going to be like, well, what a dumb request. She sucks. And no, I can't, like, I can't, no, I can't do that perfectly. But I'm like, mm. can you just be a person? Yeah, and I think even I write about in my book, going to dance class, and I'm a horrible dancer. And the first thing my instructor just said to me was, let's start with failure. And I'm like, that I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't dance well, whatever you're doing, but fail, I can do that in dance Aww. class, you know? Yeah, and it just yeah. took all the pressure off and I was able to have fun. And then in that moment, I, I became a dancer. So mm. I invite everyone to, to start with failure, just be a freaking person and really exercise those seven technical P's.
1: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing them with us. So before I let you go, it'd be totally rude to have to like get you on and then not go, what is a full spirit workout? Like Amrit, what have you (laughs) been talking about this whole time? Pardon me guys. So what is a full spirit workout? Kate?
2: Yeah, I really think it's everything that we've been talking about. and Everything Mm -hmm. that we've we've discussed is in the book, the full spirit workout, but, It's like I said, the full spirit is, is that whole person, the, the polished put together person Mm -hmm. and and the messy person and having courage to be all of it really. And Mm -hmm. just put ourselves out there. And the full spirit is, is that presence and showing up like you mean it and really Mm -hmm. flexing that muscle proudly and and to the world and and really owning who we are, all the beautiful flaws and all, but it, it is those building of the attitudinal muscles, the mental, emotional, physical. So that, as I like to say, when you see the anger train coming, you don't get on board. You're like, Ooh, I know. And I know that's the anger train and I'm going to wait because the joy train's coming down the tracks next. So it Mm. really is, um, you know, that those moments of stillness and the moments of, of conscious, deliberate, intentional pauses. Mm. Um, it isn't that hustle and grind and forcing to make anything happen. It is. Mm. exhausting. It really is stepping off the hamster wheel and into a place of self-discovery and and starting where you are and and being okay with that and and having fun. I think we've all forgotten to have
1: fun. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that because Oftentimes, like we see the need on the need, but we we recognize the benefits, I guess, of going to the gym, working out the body, staying in fit, staying limber. Sometimes it's stretching, sometimes it's weight, sometimes it's yoga, all the different types of things that we can do for our body and just, you know, taking care of it. But we can't see our spirit sometimes well. Some would argue it's hard to miss. <laughs> take a look around, um, you know, different perspectives. But do you know what I mean? Like if you can't see it and then it's like, you know, oftentimes it's like, uh, what do I do for the exercise? And you've given us so much to take away today, like so much. And I'm so grateful for that. One of my questions that I love to ask is, you know, what does an inspired evolution look like to you collectively, individually? If we're all inspired, we're all evolving what does the hope for tomorrow look like for us? What is possible in your world? Like you're doing so much for the world, you know, empowering people, changing people's lives, connecting them back to spirit, helping them achieve things that, you know, beyond their wildest imaginations. What is, you know, what is in your imagination? Why are you doing this? And what does inspired evolution look like for you?
2: I love that question. What came to mind immediately was Spiritual fitness, mental, emotional fitness is as mainstream as going to the gym and people want to do it as much or even more. There's plenty of people who hate physical exercise. So hopefully they'll they'll love the inner fitness and where people are just exercising these muscles. So they're living lives that that light them up and they're treating themselves and others better. They're more confident, they're performing at a higher level, they're more productive, they're more creative, they're more compassionate. I mean. Hello, I think our world could certainly use that right now, just more mm-hmm. of the, the loving kindness and, and feeling that true connection to themselves so that they can connect with other people and they connect can connect with Mother Earth and treat her a lot better too. I don't think we'd be in the mess that, that we're in right now. And just paying more attention to that, which truly matters rather than the absolute, I just want to start cursing, but I won't, but BS nonsense that we are giving so much of our time, energy, money, power to Mm. all the time, sometimes without even thinking about it and like shutting that stuff down Mm -hmm. and and tuning back in to what really matters. And almost like going back in time where we are more simple and just sitting down. I mean, what a concept to just sit and talk to a person instead of sending a text. I mean, Mm. I'm going off now because it's like such simple stuff and, I, I just, I worry about our humanity sometimes because I feel like so many people have fallen asleep mm. and we're, we're nearing midnight here where I think we're past even crisis mode, but it, it's time, it's time to wake up. There are so many tools available. It's just about asking yourself, who do I want to be mm. and, and, and what do I really want? And, and really taking the steps to get there rather than, you know, I feel like we, we were born and we're handed scripts, you know, men, you're handed the script, like don't cry, don't show emotion, all that bullshit. And then women, it's like, look pretty and get married and have kids and be happy with that. And it's just, I just want to remind everybody, you can throw away the script, you can mm. burn it. You don't have to have anything to do with this script and, and really make life your own and know that you are powerful and you have the tools to do it.
1: Mm. And write your own script. Oh. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like a guitar. That's just been strummed is <laughs> just perfect. Um, oh man. I, I could just thank you for being here, your radiant presence, you, you know, thank you so much for sharing yourself so abundantly with us. But I know it's a lifetime's work that goes into this. So thank you so much for showing up, doing the work consistently so that we can have this incredibly rich conversation today. On behalf of myself, the Inspired Evolution Tribe, the audience, I want to continue to wish, wish you the best for everything that's coming up. It has been such a gift for us to share in your wisdom, your insights. And we'll put a link to um, the book in the show notes. So, yeah, if you guys are curious and, you know, you guys have got something out of this, please check out the book. It's in the, the links in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll do this again, Kate. Thank you so much for your blessings.
2: I would love that you're me to come to Australia finally in the, in the near future and just thank you. You're electric. We've been talking so much about music. I'm like, you are the electric guitar and you are fine tuning your instrument and I'm loving what I hear. So thank you. And thank you to your beautiful audience. It's been so much fun.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution Tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to The Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of The Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving.